Episode 72 of Cooldown Time, a weekly show about gaming's best and bootiest. I'm your technical mess of a host, Pablo, and joining me is my co-host, <laughs> the graphically impressive Marco. What's up, bro? Why did you why did you hang the host part like that? Why did you do that? What's wrong with you, man? I'm a ho. Oh my god. Stop. <sighs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Listen, I, I, I don't lie when I say technical mess. Because technically, yeah, I'm a mess. You are the Saints Row of of oh. uh, of podcasting, if I say Man, so myself. You're not lying. Yeah. That is not a lie coming from you in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Speaking of Saints Row, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that because one of us got no backbone Mm-mm. and decided to, uh, even through uh, all the shit that the game was being uh, uh, you know, put through, this band decided to still dive head first and we, we don't know who that is we'll find out soon enough y'all know who it is uh, <laughs> you know exactly who it is besides that in this episode we're gonna be discussing what's next for assassin's creed and mafia and that's the video game mafia not the italian mafia although maybe we'll discuss that a little later on a future show yeah. uh big news about activision games coming to game pass sony and tencent buying into from software and much much more but before we begin Marco's going to tell you how you can support the show. That's right. If you like cool down time, it's time to give our podcast a sub. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, other popular streaming services, and even our official website at cooldowntime.com. And if you're feeling extra cool, you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's Cooldown Time to keep us in your FOV in between episodes. Pablo, with that out of the way, I think it's time to get the show started, but real quick... This is dropping on Labor Day, so uh, as as keeping with our tradition, we want to congratulate all of you on the labor. <laughs> Thanks for laboring, mm-hmm. you laborers. So let's go ahead and start with some loadouts. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. Marco is playing so many games. He's such a Pablo right now. <laughs> um, what? I'm only playing the one. Marco, how about that's you the start problem? Off? No, I'm oh. actually playing two. I'm, I'm, I am playing two games, but I'm, I mean new games is that I'm playing. I'm playing uh, one game and then the other one, which I've been talking about for weeks, mm. is still, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay, which, I'm just checking on you. Admittedly, that's the one that I'm putting most time into. That game is phenomenal. Uh, Marco has some new stuff, so and one uh, one update on another game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Marco, why don't you, st- you start us off here with some of the new stuff that you're playing? Yeah, so um, the uh, Splatfest demo for Splatoon 3... Uh, dropped last weekend, and uh, I got a chance to partake. And um, I uh, I got a chance to put a couple hours of time into it. And uh, not surprisingly, but also surprisingly, I guess it was it was complete crack cocaine. A um, <laughs> lot of fun. Um, you can really tell. Y- y- oh, splat cocaine! You look at you with the bars. Um, so. Bars. It, it, it's it's very good, and it is certainly, um, from what I can gauge right now, um, to me, the most refined, I think, that the gameplay slash meta has probably felt uh, in nice. a while. Um, 
And uh, I really think that is because the, the, the pace and flow of the game is still very familiar, but I feel like they've gotten a really good grip of like map design and just the general pace and flow of matches now where um, you feel like you can breathe. I think one of the problems I had with Splatoon 2 was after a while, and it, it could have just been because of playing with a lot of sweaty people, but um, you just spawn and get dropped. You just spawn and die. And and it's not because you spawn in bad locations. You can spawn wherever you want. But people were just so good at that game after a while that if you didn't get in while the getting was good early, you'd get dropped. And I think this game hopefully should mitigate that with um, the way that it's, you know, the maps are built out, how you can spawn uh, and how you can kind of coordinate with your team a little bit more. Um, some of the new power-ups they have are, are pretty good. Uh, like it's basically the special moves you can unlock after you uh, you get a certain amount of points for uh, spraying the map uh, or uh, spraying your opposition. And uh, one of them in particular is like a, a little boost that you can get uh, for your team. It, it sets up kind of like a it looks like a little soda machine kind of thing. Uh, and if your team goes and grabs it, they get a little bit of a boost of stats, uh, I think. And uh, that's a first for the series where you have like these little team boost kind of uh, power up things, which is kind of nice. Um, so I, I put a lot of time into that. And uh, when that Splatfest ended, man, I felt the withdrawals immediately pre-ordered it right after uh, because I felt uh, like I was missing out on probably what could be the best multiplayer game of the year. Um, so it was a, it was the, it was a tease, but in the best possible way. Uh, so I, yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. And, uh, I think if you're all a, Spl- a Splatoon fan and you didn't get a chance to check out that demo, um, you're going to be pretty happy with, uh, the final product. If, if I say so myself. Yeah, I, I was, I was working that day and, and, and Nintendo being Nintendo, they released this on a 12 hour window where I wasn't able to. To, even if I wanted to yeah. uh, get into it. But um, yeah, I, I my thing with Splatoon has always been that it's, it's felt a little bit on the outside looking in when it comes to like uh, stalwarts in the multiplayer uh, world where it's like we played it a, a while, but then after that we're done. And it, it just didn't feel like a like a game that I can really come back to. Because even when I did, it was just like to your point, it was pretty much a game where we're getting thrashed seconds into the match uh but i am definitely looking to uh i'm definitely excited for splatoon 3 i think it, everything i've seen looks great yeah i uh, yeah, can't yeah. wait to uh to uh bust my load on uh okay with it's friends first off it's ink. i mean <laughs> okay but it's a load of ink it's a you load it and then you bust it everywhere oh man. Uh, sticky substance can't wait it's gonna be great um Oof. what else you got man <laughs> I got I got a lot of issues with you now that now that you just <laughs> splatted all over one of my favorite games of the year potentially. Um, the next one is uh, it's actually an update from right. uh, the, the previous episode. Uh, I talked about playing I the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative, <clears throat> and uh, one of the things I said in the last episode was I felt like the 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 game was a really slow burn, and uh, I was. But I was fully expecting at the time for things to kind of ramp up and hit a stride. Um, I put in about an extra eight, nine, maybe maybe ten hours after uh, the last recording, and unfortunately, I had to bounce off the game. Um, I uh, I really didn't care for that game much at all, to be honest. I thought it, it has a few bright spots, but I think narratively it just seems very blase uh with with the way that it tells its story 
Um, there's not a lot of emotionality in the story either. When when people die or, or big, meaningful things happen in the game, um, I don't really feel like it was an impactful thing that happened. Um, the plot twist that I saw, I saw coming, um, playing around with kind of like timeline stuff. So that yeah. was uh, something I was able to catch uh, pretty early on in my playthrough that oh this is kind of a weird this feels out of out of like out of pocket um yeah. and i just didn't really care for a lot of the characters or the way that the the villain and the whole setup behind that was was going at all um it just seemed like this game never really hit a rhythm for me it was just this perpetual slow drip um and and by the time some of the revelations started coming i think i just started i think i was kind of lulled to sleep at that point um, yeah. And it just didn't have the same impact if if they had maybe lifted the veil on some of those things a few hours earlier. But I think I was just sort of checked out at a certain point, and I just had to like be honest with myself and saying like, I, okay, I'm not enjoying this at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's it's not- it's unfortunate. I loved the first game. I just don't think this game really compares, in my personal opinion, to what the first game accomplished. I mean, I, I think uh, for me, uh, you know, first off, not every game is for everybody. And I think all of your kind of like issues with the game are fair. Um, I, I think for me, it's more or less I'm a big kind of crime noir fan. Like my favorite movie of all time is Chinatown, like just to kind of get an idea. And I and I enjoy the slow, methodical pace of uh, of I. Uh, I don't know. I, I find that the first one, I like it just as much. I, I think that Dante is a much more charismatic uh, uh <laughs> protagonist and i think that's a lot to do with that as well mm. but i i Somnian files for me uh, nirvana initiative is is my my favorite of the two but nothing you're saying i felt was out of pocket i think you're you're right i just think it's it's either gonna catch you and it's either gonna really work for you and i don't know how i would feel if i played this game after i played xenoblade chronicles 3 to be quite honest with you you know but um at the end of the day i i think that that's fair and uh uh, and we might see this game down the road or talking about uh, top 10 lists and stuff like that. But uh, we're gonna we'll fight. talk more about it then. We're going to fight. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about um, it then. No, nah, but the third game, um, this one is um, one that just dropped on PC and Xbox via Game Pass. Uh, and it's come out to some pretty shockingly yeah. good reviews. It's at a 92 open critic. I'm talking about Immortality. Um. Pablo, did you get a chance to try this? I, I feel like I saw you play this for like seven seconds on Xbox. Is, is that? Yeah, I played this for seven seconds on Xbox. I, I, I'm not a fan of these games. I, I, I know that I'm not. Her Story and I and, and tell, Telling Lies, I think is the other one. Uh, Sam Barlow. I, I'm not a fan of them at all. I don't like the FMV part of it. I just... There's something about them that I like, so I, I I threw it on. And I'm like, let me just try. It. As soon as the first scene came out, and it was she, the talk show, and she's just talking, I was like, this is cool. I'm not playing this game. And also, when you read coming soon to Netflix, fuck out of here. You lost me. Um, <laughs> no, no, honestly, it's just not my thing. It's not my my kind of game. So I wasn't even gonna try it. I I, do, I deleted it immediately. I saw that you were playing it. That's the reason why I I yeah. threw it on, just because I'm like, oh, let me let me. To have something to say, but I have nothing to say about this game. I have no idea what the game is about. Um, I have no idea how you play it. I just kind of threw it on. So I defer to you. What do you? What is your opinion on this? Yeah. So I put in about uh, roughly about three hours into the game. Um, I, I I decided I wanted to give it a fair shake. A because I had nothing else to play, to be honest. Uh, and I, you know, waiting for The Last of Us to drop uh, at that point in time was, you know, kind of 
<laughs> like it was it was a nightmare just sitting around waiting for the timer to you know count down. Um, and secondly, because I, I really never played her story or telling lies before, so this was really my first attempt okay. at a game like this. <clears throat> and what I'll say is, um, I think the concept is cool. I think the acting and the you know the cinematic flair of of the eras it's it's representing is pretty is pretty well done. Um, and I think that the mystery behind it and the horror elements, I don't want to spoil too much for anybody that's playing it right now, and how you uncover that through watching these clips is actually really cool. Um, the problem is, I just don't think that the mystery is all that interesting. Um, in, in a weird way, it reminds me of Somnium Files in, in, the same, in the same fashion, because you can yeah, kind yeah. of get lulled to sleep by watching, I think there's almost 200 of those clips that you can find. I saw, yeah. and Jesus. that's a lot. It's, it's and basically what I mean by that for the listeners is like it's it's clips from movies or like behind the scenes rehearsals of this character who um, kind of vanished into thin air uh, back in the the seventies, and no one knew what happened to her. She was the young and and beautiful actress that was up and coming, and then she was just gone off the face of the earth. And so you're uncovering her um, her footage from her uh, very short and sweet acting career to try to piece together the puzzle of what actually happened and if you can glean any information that sort of spells out what happened to her. And you find out pretty quickly with the horror element that, oh, you know, in a way the horror element kind of does a detriment to the game in my opinion because I would have much preferred it was grounded in reality. So I had no idea there was a horror bent. Oh, this, for sure so there is. It's it's pretty it's pretty weird too. It's cool, but it's weird, but it's also like not great at the same time. It's hard to describe. Uh, I, yeah. I would get in more detail, but I, again, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But um, I guess I think you're saying more like it's a cool in concept execution, not so much, and maybe doesn't belong in this game. I just think, yeah, but I guess I the idea of it is is cool. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. And and when you find out what the plot twist is or what the answer to the like what happened to her is, it's so unfulfilling. Now, I. I I think I did a thing where I got to like the last scene that ends the game and rolls credits early. Uh, so I was kind of able to figure it out probably a little earlier than I was supposed to, but you can I think you can go back and you know unlock more clips and stuff as you as you go. But um, I just didn't feel fulfilled. Um, it, to me, the 92 is awesome. I'm glad that the studio has a you know a critically acclaimed hit like that, but uh, it's it really isn't for me either, I have to say. Yeah, listen, I, it's interesting that the game is at a 92 because the game that I'm playing is uh, it's, it's a little bit lower that than that. That was at a 65. You know? Yeah, that's Saints Row. Yeah, that's me. I'm the guy who decided to play a little bit of Saints Row. Um, listen, I I have to I have to be honest. I I, I think me personally, I had uh, I I. I I counted this game. I believe the reviews in a way that I think that it was unfair. That maybe I have to understand that we're living in a current time when something is kind of good, it's the greatest of all time, and when something is kind of bad, it's the worst thing ever ever made. And I think that this is a perfect example that is with Saints Row. The reality is, every critique that you've heard about Saints Row, there's truth to them. 
There is a there is, a, is it does it have bugs and glitches? Absolutely. It, are they game are someone game breaking bugs? Yes. Does the game have some kind is the game kind of bland and 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 feeling not as bombastic and little less the Saints Row as you would think? Yeah, is is the game uh, creatively bankrupt? I don't think so. I my my thing is this. I I think Saints Row is a perfectly okay game. And I think we've lost that in critiques. I think that it is, it is due to YouTube and content creators. I, I you can't sit in the middle because it almost feels like the content you're creating. If you don't have something incredibly hyperbolic to say, either way, it, you, you're not going to get that engagement that they're looking for specifically. I've seen critiques almost being echoed throughout each and every one of these reviews and 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 some of them are just outright lies honestly you know one of them being the game revolves around you having to go find a toaster for uh some uh, uh for a waffle right i've that's a that's a straight up lie that's not that's a thing that happens in the game and it's not a story element it's just little things people have more fun bagging on a game specifically if a game isn't great because there, don't, there's no mistake in the Saints Row is not great at all, but it, there is some fun here to be played. I, I really, really am having, I'm 10 hours in, just so you know, uh, and I'm having a really good time with the game. I think it's that perfect, it's that perfect, it's like perfect kind of amalgamation of just, and I hate to say this because I hate when people talk about movies like this, but the summer blockbuster where you turn your brain off, you know, and, and it's just kind of pure fun. I think that's what the game is for me. Uh, uh, the character creation is fun. Our style is hit or miss. It really depends on on you. Um mm-hmm. It runs great, 60 frames consistently at 1440p. It runs. I've never had a, a, a frame terror at all, and and and, and the combat, the moment to moment combat, is really fun. I'm having a great time playing the game, combat, uh, and, and just going from uh, story moments to story moment. The thing is, is that some of these parts of the game are, are a little archaic. Like you don't even by by today's standards, like you don't go to a spot. To start a mission, you pull up your phone and you start the mission from your phone. Yeah. And if you happen to be across the other way of the town, if you accept that mission, you can no longer fast travel to the point where you're going to start the mission. It's it's insane shit like that that really I can understand why it frustrated people because it's like, why would they do it like this? Because Saint, uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 for PlayStation 2 was having you drive to locations in which these missions were starting. It, it, it's asinine. So these moments really do kind of drive the knife into people in terms of them like being frustrated with the game. So I understand yeah. the frustration with the game. Um, it is littered with bugs. Uh, I've ran into one, like not game-breaking, but like mission-breaking bug where I had to restart the actual mission. That is unfortunate, but honestly, besides the minor kind of graphical bug and, and little physics issue that's happened in the game, I'm not really having like, like I'm not really having even though I don't I didn't have big problems with with Cyberpunk because I played on PS5. I'm not having those level of issues with the game itself. Um, I, I will say that, um, and, and just to be completely honest here, I I think that the game. Um, I think Saints Row needs to die <laughs> as a <laughs> franchise um, because there's not much left here. Uh, the well is dry. Um, th- 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 
Sound design in the game is probably... The sound mixing in the game is horrendous. I don't understand who decided to make this... Like, there's no... Like, there's barely any music in that game. Like, there's no sound. Like, if you're walking down the streets, mm-hmm. there's not... There's barely any car bustlings, any people bustling, any car... Like, it's just nothing for a lot of part. Like, you get in the game, you get in a car, you turn the music on, the music is loud and you hear the music, but you're not really hearing the sound of the car. You're not hearing a lot of... A lot of a car's uh, uh, whooshing by you. It's 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 there, but it's so badly mixed that it is baffling as to how bad it is. There, there's a reviewer out there that says that they don't think if they fix the game, they, the review said if they even if they fix the game, it still would be bad. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think that if they fix little issues of the game, the game could be very much playable. I, I would say the game is more in the 70s, like mid-70s, maybe lower 70s. It is not in any way, shape, or form the disaster that's been sold to us, but it is not a good game, you know? Uh, but, it, you know, I, I, I'm having a good time with it. I, 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 I try to find ways or reasons to kind of pull myself away from it, just because, like, I'm, I feel like I'm wasting my time here. And maybe that's going to happen with, when, um, Tomorrow, when I get to play um, uh, The Last of Us remake, uh, you know, part one, maybe I'll, that that'll take m- up my time, and I'll no longer be playing Saints Row. But as of now, I'm really enjoying the game. You know, do you have anything, any questions, any anything like that, anything, uh, any curiosities that you may have? Um, so you said a lot there, um, yeah. and I think here's here's what I would box you in with. What do you think is the one thing that is better than you expected? And what is the one thing that was worse than you expected? If you had to the choose. The combat is, yeah, the combat is phenomenal. Uh, the chaos that's happening in the game while you're playing and the combat and all that stuff, that's awesome. Okay. I'm having a great time doing that. What's worse, it's it's just the little things like the mission structure, the sound, sound design, stuff like that, that. Little tweaks that you think, this is dumb. Why is it like this? It, it just it feels archaic mm. in that way and I, and I mentioned that before but it, it, it's it's really baffling to me it's it doesn't make any sense um and okay. that's really like where i'm like why it, it's more it's less of a creatively bankrupt thing and more of like a why why would they think that this was a good idea gotcha okay yeah i mean i don't think my opinion has really changed too much um uh you know even though i haven't played it obviously i i just i still think that from Top to bottom, I think the whole concept of the reboot, only to make it pretty much um, basically comparable to what we've played a million times already with the series, except, you know, running and and optimized and tuned and balanced and bug free, like being being worse than yeah. it's ever been. Like to me, it, it games can always, you know, bounce back in terms of quality through patches, but, you know, there's no more important impression than the first impression, and I think the damage has been done. Um, to me, a 65... Oh, I mean, look at Cyberpunk. A, Absolutely, yeah. A 65, to me, I think is is still fair, and obviously, I'm, I'm only speaking outside looking in here, because the scale is from one from, from zero to 100. Um, so, if it was worse than it should have been, I think it, sh- it would have been rated worse. I think 65, to me, f- feels right. Uh, because it has things that are okay, and it has things that suck, and it has things that are kind of all right. Um, but nothing that I have seen um, is is going to be enough to validate buying that game yeah. anytime soon, and especially at, at full price. That That's going to be a wait for a severe discount uh, before I even think about getting that game. And hopefully by yeah. then, a lot of the stuff you talked about will have been 
hopefully long since fixed by that point. And they just don't. My my biggest concern is I hope that they don't abandon ship early. No. Like, let's just fix I mean, the glaring problems and let's kind of sneak out the back door because we don't want to take any more hits right now. We got to figure out what we're going to do with our team. Like, I don't want them to do that. I want them to maybe invest so. like, give me a year of like real yeah. bona fide, like, okay, we're going to commit to making this game like what we had originally envisioned then do what you want to do, you know, but, but I, I don't yeah, want them I mean, to, to bail too soon. It topped the charts in UK, uh, in terms of sales, it was number one in the UK sales chart. I, I don't think that they're going to abandon this game anytime soon. Um, I want to say, I think I'm underselling how much fun I'm having with this game. I'm really having a really good time, but Marco's right. This is not a game you get at full price. Uh, you definitely ha- wait for sale just because of everything else, about, just about everything else about the game. Just the, the, the how archaic, how archaic some of the systems are, how bad sometimes it feels. It, it, this is the game that if it would have came out at $30, uh, it probably would have been like, oh, you know, one of those conversations where like, this is this is worth that. Um, I don't like talking about money or pricing because that's relative to everybody. Yeah. But in this case, just to kind of give people an example as to how I'm feeling about uh, the game specifically. Yeah. At 60, at, at $60, it's a little, it's a little pricey, but, um, it is a good time though. I am having a good time, but maybe that's more because of the fact how I haven't played an open world kind of Grand Theft Auto, like in a many, 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 uh, years, honestly, you know, yeah. it's always been open world RPG. So maybe that's, that's part of it as well. Um, so I'm curious to see once, uh, you get to play this game, whether it be this year or, or, or next year, how you feel about it. I have a sneaky suspicion that you're going to probably align with me in a lot of this. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- this is definitely a game that has been completely oversold in terms of its 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 disaster, uh, as it, in terms of being a disaster. But a lot of the criticisms that you do see are fair, and so you should be aware. Buyer beware, as we should say. Mm. But, um, yeah, uh, that's it. That's all I got here for, for loadouts. Here's a game that I, that I thought you'd be playing. It's that Tiny Kin game. You like, um, you like, uh, uh, Whoa, whoa, my God. What's that game? <laughs> Here we oh go. Oh, my God. Pablo. Uh, Pinkman. <laughs> What's like that Pinkman, game? Right? You like Pinkman? Uh, I like Pinkman, yeah. Yeah. Tiny Kid is basically just that. I, and it's I, like, it has, I'll be honest. I have no idea what that game is. Not at all. It, it's basically that. It's basically Pinkman. It's, it has an 83 right now on Open Critic, and it is on Game Pass. So maybe you should uh, uh, take a look at that. Okay. See what that I might, that I might download like that, that, that hoe. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, let me write a little but note yeah, for that, myself. That'll do it. This episode is going to be a little different because we have usually three parts, which would be our loadouts, hit points, and our checkpoint. But we are going to go ahead and skip our checkpoint today, and we're going to move it into our hit points, which is a heavy, hefty son of a bitch. A lot of news, man. Yeah. All video game news coming up right now in hit points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for hit points. All right, Marco. We got six stories. Is that all? Here on the docket. Okay. Let's go ahead. Uh, what do you want to start with? I'm going to go ahead and give the four to you. You could pick any of the six you want. Go ahead and, and, and get in there. Okay. And let's start <laughs> talking about this wild, <laughs> wild week in video game news. All right. Man, just, stop coughing. Dig in, talk, man. I know, Speak. but you just you can't just say get in there like that. Just Why do you? <laughs> all right. Why since we're since we're already in an uncomfortable place because of that, why don't we start <laughs> with uh the uncomfortable Ubisoft uh in the headlines. 
yeah. Pablo, Ubisoft oh, yeah. has officially confirmed that the next game in the Assassin's Creed series will be titled Assassin's Creed Mirage, and will have a presentation on September 10th to reveal the game. According to earlier leaks, the game will be set in Baghdad between 860 and 870 CE and stars a new protagonist named Basim. The leak claims that the gameplay of Assassin's Creed Mirage is going back to the roots of classic Assassin's Creed titles. Speaking of which, the leak also suggested that a remake for the first Assassin's Creed is in development as well. So, the question is, Pablo, if these leaks are true, um, does this sound promising? Do we feel better about the future of Assassin's Creed? And are we in? All right. Short answer is yes. Um, though I think the real answer is a little more complicated because you, we're talking about the future of Assassin's Creed series. Do I feel that the future of Assassin's Creed is better for this? Yes and no, because we still have that Assassin's Creed Infinite or whatever coming out, which is the live service, which I want no part of. But if they feel compelled to do that, then I am I am 100% on board, on board to give me a game like Mirage and give me the remake of the first one because... I mean, I miss, and I'm sure, I'm sure Marco had a tradition that every Christmas he would get Assassin's Creed game, right? Uh, and we miss the old school Assassin's Creed formula. I, I, I desperately miss it. And this rumor about Mirage being a thing has been going around for a while. I am very excited for this, but that rumor about the the first Assassin's Creed with Altair's Assassin's Creed being remade, oh, I am way more excited about that. I I, I feel like that game could benefit greatly from from a remake. Uh, but yeah, I, I, in in this in that sense, I would love to see this uh, happen. And, and apparently, Mirage is, is a thing, but you know, we will see whether yeah. or not it really is going back to those to those old roots. And I, I really hope it does because, man. I love Black Flag, but Black Flag was the beginning of the end of that of that series for me, where it, it was so different and, and it was needed at the time for sure. But I long for Assassin's Creed Two, Brotherhood, even Three at this point. Honestly, Three, I think it, it was was definitely the, the 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 gaming community feeling its fatigue within that that existing uh, sort of gameplay. And I I I want to I want to be back in that world. I want the game to to, to feel and play modernly but take a lot of inspiration from the beginnings i I can't wait honestly this is very exciting it's very hard to get excited about any ubisoft game that isn't mario uh mario rabbits spark of hope so i this is i i I am i am looking forward to this and i hope to see this i hope i hope it looks good i hope it looks good come september 10th yeah man um so i think um I'm not too far apart from you. I think that the the formula that they've been using for the last few installments, Valhalla, um, Origins, and and Malacca. Um, I, I love Origins though, but yeah. I think I think they did all they can Malacca. do, and I think they know. And uh, thank God, if the rumors are true, I think they knew that they ran their course, and they created some serious exhaustion with just bloated, padded an unfocused structure to the Assassin's Creed series. Now, I think every franchise usually has their ups and downs, but I think Assassin's Creed has quietly been one of the most mismanaged uh, IP um, that I've seen that is as successful as it is. Um, 
they never really knew what they wanted to do with the future storyline with Desmond. They never knew what they wanted to do with like how assassiny it was going to be. Um, yeah. They they just never they never figured out like what they want to do on, on a consistent basis uh, for the franchise. And um, I think that it was time for something like this to happen where they get reined in. They kind of strip away the fluff, trim the fat and go back to the basics and then rebuild up from there again. Um, so I'm glad to see this. Now, what I will say, it wouldn't shock me if these two games, the Mirage and uh, the the remake of Assassin's Creed, are something that happens within this infinite um, service. And gotcha. The, the one reason why is because according to the huh. rumor about the remake, they're saying that it's basically re- it's going to be using a lot of the assets and in, in, in whatnot from what they're building in Mirage. And if that's the case, either one of two things are happening. They're just kind of, you know, cutting corners and reusing assets to get the remake out earlier, or they're building all of this within the same service that has those assets in there as well. So okay. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Like a hub? It, I, I could see that happening. I can see that not happening, but it'll be interesting to see nevertheless. Um, but to answer the question, does this sound promising? I think it does. Does this make me feel better about the future of Assassin's Creed? I'm not willing to go there yet either. I think I think time will tell if uh, Ubisoft can keep themselves reined in. If they if Mirage comes out and it's a great course correction for Assassin's Creed, awesome. But I don't want that success to go to their heads as well and then milk this formula for the next 10 years and then wear people out all over again. Like that's been their MO. We found a formula that works. We're going to beat it to death. And then we're going to change it so drastically that the series is going to be unrecognizable uh, if you've been around since day one. They can't keep doing that um, because then Assassin's Creed means nothing. (laughs) It's just it's just it's just a typical open world action adventure game. Um, so I, I hope that they can really figure out a good uh, roadmap for the IP uh, of Assassin's yeah. Creed moving forward from here. Uh, but I am excited to see what they do here. Um, it, it, it seems like a really interesting location. They seem allergic to Japan, uh, no matter what. Jesus. But um, I wonder what I wonder why that is. I wonder maybe it's because they 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 maybe they're doing us a favor. Maybe they can't get it right, and uh, you know maybe they want to stick to a little bit more of what they know. Maybe it's their like maybe, maybe uh, it's their like emergency, you know, breaking breaking case of right, emergency right. kind of move. So, that could be it. Here, here's here's my pitch. My pitch is if you're gonna do Assassin's Creed live service game, okay, do that. But every few years, every adopt the Resident Evil uh, uh, formula and remake. You know, two then Brotherhood, like do something That's like that idea. every. That's a really good idea. Every few years, and yeah, do that, and then keep the the old school kind of uh, Assassin's Creed fan, you know, happy, and then the the the, the weird kids that like the life service games, uh, that that, <laughs> that think that uh, Assassin's Creed would benefit from that. Then you can have that too. You can have your cake and eat it too in this instance. Why not do that? You know. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I'll say uh, to wrap this up from from my end is. Y'all better be careful with those microtransactions, though. If if you, if there's anything that can undo all of this, is if is if they give us the formula that we miss, but they still douse it with microtransactions. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that. everywhere you turn, it's like, look at this skin you can get. Look at this horse you can get. You that's- want the apple of Eden? Seven dollars. I gotta pay Bitch. seven dollars for an apple. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Uh, so I can see that happen. I hope. I hope not. I really. Yeah. I really hope that they are making amends uh, with the their community and and giving us what we want because they know what we want. And a yeah. live service Assassin's Creed game is going to net them money because people. There's going to be enough people, the, the whales that are going to go out there and spend the money that's going to make them the money. But um, you know, I hope that's no not the case. Um, yeah, Drew, I got, I got, I got another uh, series that might be coming back here. Mm, um, what you got? During an interview celebrating the 20th anniversary of Mafia, again, that's the game, not the uh, Cosa Nostra. Uh, Hangar 13 announced that a new Mafia game is in development. They stated, "Quote: While it's a few years away, we can't share anything more right now. We're really excited to keep working on this beloved franchise and to, and, and to entertain our players with new stories." End quote. Are we excited for a new Mafia game, or did Mafia 3 ruin the series for us? Marco, what do you think? Um. I'm going to steal a bit of what I was just saying about Assassin's Creed and saying that every every franchise that's been around for a minute is going to have an off game or an off period of time. And I think Mafia certainly had uh, its its off time with uh, three. Um, I loved it in a way where, you know, it, it it represented a lot of the issues with with bigotry and what have you uh, from from that from that era. And I loved how they they added that into the arc and. Um, really, you know, gave us a, a feel-good story about conquering all that stuff at the time with the, with the protagonist that we got. But I thought the game itself was just not good. Um, mm. I think that they... what Here's what made me feel better about Mafia. When they made the Mafia remake, um, yes. I thought that was a smart move because to me that was almost them trying to get recalibrated on what Mafia was really all about. And I feel like because they did so well with that, I have an open mind that they can do something really good with Mafia 4. Um, the key for me is going to be um, you have to have a good story. You have to have you have to get the bugs out down to a minimum um, and you have to modernize that series a little bit um, because that format uh, even with Mafia 3, it just isn't going to cut it in 2020, whenever it comes out. 2023, 2024, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to figure out how to sort of give that, give give what's under the hood a little bit of love so that it doesn't feel like a Saints Row type of situation where it's like, man, this just feels creaky as hell. Like it, <laughs> it came out in 2012 or something, you know? Like if they can figure out how to get around those hangups, I think they'll be okay. But... Um, I think they just need to take their time, um, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it, and I'm glad that they didn't give up on Mafia because of um, Mafia Three, as bad as that was. Well, here's the thing: um, the problem that I'm having, and the reason why I'm not too excited yet about this, though I love Mafia and, and the definitive, I love Mafia Two, and the definitive edition made Mafia One like viable in in, in the series for me, is that. 2K was a check or made Mafia 1 and 2, and it's Hangar 13 that made Mafia 3. So, different development team there. Their first foray into the Mafia series was met with, you know, mixed reviews in that it praised the story because the story was absolutely amazing. It was fantastic. Yep. But unfortunately, it was marred, kind of like a lot like um, Saints Row with some archaic game design where it's like, 
new region, do each of these things three times each. And each time that you reach a new part of the town, it would repeat that again. Exactly. So it, it kind of padding the game itself, the game, it, it, it was a weird decision. So I, I hope that they learned their lesson. And, and, and like, to your point, I hope that they've recalibrated themselves with the, with the definitive editions here, specifically Mafia, uh, Mafia 1 and 2. And I hope they take a lot from that to, to bring us a Mafia 4 that we really like. I, I, I think Mafia 3 story was great. I really love the characters. Had very little to do with you know uh, the mafia, uh, yeah. but um, you know I want I want that back. You know I I I I want that feeling back. I think that mafia uh, one and two are st- one of the most probably the most underrated open world series uh, that's on the market. I, uh, underrated because it just it doesn't get the love that that it should. And it is and it is really really good. Um, so I I I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I want it to be good. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> Unfortunately, the only kind of sample sizing that I have for this is is a, is a Mafia Three, which you know was 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 what it was, and so I really hope that Hangar Thirteen has figured this out. I hope that it's good. Uh, we'll see it, when that happens. Um, it's going to be a couple of years from now, but I'm excited to see what they cook up for sure. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Um, I, I say the last thing is I really hope that they make a more interactive world too because those games, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of just, oh, you can't walk in there. You, you can't walk in there. All you can really do was go into a clothing store and get another like color of your suit, you know, and, and that was yeah. it. So I, I think they just have to kind of make that game more interactive and, and, and be able to actually interact with that world on a deeper level than just kind of Absolutely. walking by stuff that looked look like like it's from the forties or thirties or something like that. You got to do more. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it felt more like like a movie set. Yeah, yeah exactly. One, exactly. Like a movie set. Yeah than, yeah, than an actual open world game. Yeah, you can drive anywhere, but you can't do a. <laughs> that game. You can't do shit in that game, man. I'm telling well, you, gotta you yell it. it is nuts. Um, you nuts. But, uh, but I, 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 I really like the the stories. It's really what what brings it. And look, they they they. Uh, I would repeat, Hangar Thirteen really killed that story. Uh, and I hope that they they they're able to to keep that going and implement new kind of game development ideas into the mix. Yeah, agree, sure. man. What else? What else we got? More news coming. Yeah, Marco, what do you got? look at look at look at Sony and Tencent teaming up, man. Uh, Sony and Tencent now own a little over thirty percent of From Software, the makers of Elden Ring. Pablo Sony owns fourteen point zero nine percent of From Software, while Tencent now owns sixteen point two five percent. From Software atten- intends rather uh, to leverage these investments in a plethora of ways, including. Plans to quote deploy IP in games, videos. Um, sorry, my screen went black there. Uh, deploy IP in games, videos, and other forms of media in the global market. End quote. According to an official statement from the majority stakeholder, Katakawa. Additionally, they also intend to invest in even more IPs while also expanding their scope of their publishing. So, Pablo, the question is, what is your take on this news? And do you think in any way this is a big deal? Yeah, I think in terms of of my take on the story, it's just more avenues of, of money coming in. Um, I, I, I When this news first kind of happened, I, I, I reached out to Marco. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, they're already owned by a big corporation, and Tencent already owned a portion of it before, like 6% of it. Uh, so I don't understand what Sony is 
gaining from this and gaining is a strong word they're probably not gaining much but it's more you know uh river it's more avenues of of money coming in they'll be able to make more yeah. games and if sony has a stake in it maybe they'll they'll, they'll get something thrown their way in terms of a bloodborne 2 or something of that sort so I, I think that this makes a lot of sense for for sony specifically is this a big deal? I mean, I don't know. I I I, I don't know. I, I don't know of any uh, acquisition of that small margin to have ever changed the way we think about that company as a, as it correlates with the other company that that's spent money on it. Like you know, you know, I, I know that uh, some companies have. If you look, you'd be surprised how Sony or Xbox may have small stakes here in, in certain aspects, and they don't really do nothing. It's just kind of. Just more money being thrown towards way uh, of of helping these these companies who make great games even make even more games and put even you know more teams behind them because it benefits everybody at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I, 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 what I think is interesting about this story is that from software, seemingly is uh you know giving a little bit of way of itself. You know, I I, I wonder what this means for the future. I wonder if this is something that Sony is is kind of just slowly getting into into the 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 uh you know of ownership of 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 from software they have a really close relationship uh so you know i i i wonder what this means for the future i think i'm more curious about that than what mm. it means for like the immediate future if, if that makes sense i got you um yeah so um i think it's a it's a big deal that we probably will never feel the impact of I feel like this is this is strictly a revenue and influence building move for Sony uh, to get in on the piece of the pie of from software success by obviously owning what they own as part of it now and you know being able to reap the benefits of of future sales now that Elden Ring has come out and basically taken the world over uh, and then also what I thought was interesting with that quote that I read off about deploying IP in games, videos, and other media is I wonder if Sony wants to leverage the Elden Ring IP for a future motion picture uh, or, or right. some type That's of mini series or something. Since you know, getting into that hard. Yeah, Yeah, because I, I, I feel like I remember somebody from From Software saying they wanted the IP to exist beyond just video games. Um, and I think it was Miyazaki. It might have been him, yeah. Um, So if that's the case, I think it would be a pretty interesting move for both parties because now you have an opportunity to uh, evolve Elden Ring outside of the game and now, you know, Sony building up their, their video game production, you know, film stuff. Now you have an opportunity to leverage that with an IP that everybody knows from this year. So if that's where they're heading here, then I think this could be um, more impactful for us than, than I first said. But I think in the meantime, this is mainly going to be one of those investment things. I think it's a smart move for Tencent and Sony. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. But nothing that I think we're gonna feel. I I I I would really be shocked if if any part of this was like Sony's buying in to like make them make exclusive games for PlayStation. I I don't think that Sony you know, cares do, about though. that. That's the thing, you know. It, the Bloodborne is exclusive. Yeah. Uh, Dark uh, Demon Souls is exclusive. Like they, they already do that shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and, and and honestly. I don't think Sony would want to turn turn away more money at this point. Um, you know, by saying don't put that on Xbox, like they would want that money, you know, 
coming their way with that little you know portion that they own. Yeah. So I think it's a it's a it's a decent move on 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 Sony and Tencent's part. I think the Tencent part always feels a little like greasy to me though. Icky. Like uh, yeah. I would have felt better if they weren't a part of it. Um, but you know it is what it is, and and they're they're gonna have their hand in every cookie jar they can find. So it, it, nothing you can do there. Yeah. We'll talk more about the hypocrisy later. <laughs> All right. Um, reviews i got i got you got something else to say about that or are you good no i was just gonna ask you um do you think if you had to guess like do you think that i think we've heard that there are multiple projects happening at from software but do you think the next soulsborne game is going to be the sequel to elden ring or do you think they're going to go a different route fuck that i'm Look, <laughs> Wait, why, why? The reason I say the reason I'm so aggressive about this is because, you know, from software is showing that they are interested in making money by selling a little bit of itself to larger companies such as Sony For and such streets. as Tencent. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is because they're not averse to making money, and I think the money is in Elden Ring too. Absolutely. Now, will. The their very next game be that well we know that not their next game because we know that's already a game that's being developed but like will they release a Bloodborne remake or something? I don't know I it's hard to say but I I think that the safe money is the safe money is on Elden Ring two just like Dark Souls to Dark Souls two and Dark Souls three I think that they'll this is their new entry into this is their new series and bring it on I, I can't wait for more I can't wait it's funny because I'm less excited about playing Elden Ring 2 and more excited about what are they going to do to top Elden Ring because yeah. <laughs> th- that's that's a tall order for sure but I think that the safe money will be on Elden Ring sequel as their next big uh, release yeah for sure yeah I'm with you there I, I think the rumors of, of Blue Point doing the uh, the Bloodborne remake I think that's probably true um, so I, yeah. I don't see um, I don't see Which, from software, you know, dabbling in that. Maybe it's like a consultant kind of thing to make sure that it's like yeah. faithful or whatever. But I don't see them spending any manpower whatsoever on helping PlayStation with that at all. So, um, but yeah, that was. But it was I will say, the one game that I think people will be okay with if it if it comes out before Elden Ring two would be a Bloodborne sequel. I would agree. I mean, people. I would agree. People love Bloodborne. I'm not a fan. I am super stoked for a for a for a Bloodborne remake, just so I can kind of dive in again. Just kind of like Demon Souls, mm-hmm. I wasn't a Demon Souls guy, and it, that the remake won me over. I think Blue Point is the best in the industry at that. Uh, but I, I think that would be the only game that people would be like, "All right," because even if they did Dark Souls Four, people would be like, "Why would you do that?" What you know, just do another Elden Ring. I, I think that it would be Bloodborne for sure. Got you. Okay, so some more news here: reviews for The Last of Us Part One have dropped the controversial remake of the 2013 ps3 classic is currently at an 88 on open critic more on that later uh, and has received high praise for its massive technical upgrades accessibility features facial animations and more we'll be sharing our impressions of the game next week's episode for sure we didn't get any obviously we didn't get any early entry to it or whatever yeah. not the case but can't wait to play it we'll, we'll be playing it for sure and reporting on it a little later in the next episode but in the meantime how do we feel about these review scores and how critics uh and the, how critics in the community has acted towards these uh review scores marco what do you think oh before you get into that no no we don't got to get into nothing else no no 
Look at that. We did a we did a we did a predictions episode, and I predicted that I don't the, remember that uh, Last of Us Part One would get an eighty-eight, and it currently stands at eighty-eight. I am the, the the Nostradamus of video game predictions. I know the heart of the gamer. Not the heart. Uh, I know the heart. I know the heart, the intention, the soul, all the goodies. Oh, Ew, what the fuck? <laughs> Take it, Marco. Just go ahead. Talk about I, this. What do you think? Know, <laughs> can you mute yourself for like twelve seconds as a punishment? Yeah, I could do that. I First and foremost. I told Pablo I always liked Metacritic more than Open Critic, and Metac- Metacritic <laughs> Metacritic's got it at an eighty-nine. I I believe that more than I believe Pablo. Um, now, second of all, um, I think that the scores again. We haven't played it as of this recording. We're recording a little right. early because Pablo's going to go have a life, uh, you know, and go on, yeah. on a trip. <laughs> um, but I think that the scores make sense. I think there's been a lot of people on the Twitters and, and a couple of YouTubers, which really got on my, my last nerve ending, that were like, oh my God, it's getting reviewed worse than the original game. Like, okay. First and foremost, who didn't see that coming? You know, like when we talked about right. the controversy of of the fact that it wasn't going to have factions, um, it was pretty clear that that was going to be something that would be docked against the game, regardless of how good the actual quality of the remake of the single player was. And that's exactly what happened. And that's okay. Um, The second part of it is that, again, there's only one first time for a game like this. So the impact that the original game had when it first came out in 2013, it absolutely deserved the insanely high score it got. It's a little bit different now because it's, it's... it's not it's not the brand new thing. It's not the right, oh my right. god, I can't believe the people that make Uncharted make that. Like it's not that anymore. Like we're used to this now. Um so I, I think that's part of it too. I just didn't like how literally hours after reviews were, were starting to pour in, they they were still pouring in. Like there yeah. was one dude, I'm not gonna name like who these people are, but like one person made a video immediately. <gasps> it's worse than the than the originals. Like it, it was like troll pandering to me. You know what I mean? Like it was just the definitive troll pandering video of like I am here to get all the views of people who 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 want the confirmation bias that this should have never been created. You know, blah blah blah. And so I was irritated about that. I thought that that was. It was in poor taste and in poor timing. Like at the very least, let all the reviews come in first before you make a freaking video about it. Like, can you can you do that at the very least? Um, I think the reviews sound pretty much fair. Now, granted, I have not read a lot of them word for word. I've not watched really anything uh, media wise of the games. I want to be like, I want to see it all for myself for the first time. Um, I've read a lot of reviews. I've watched zero video reviews because of the same. Yeah, reason. Dude, dude, I listened to the Digital Foundry uh, video. <laughs> like, I, I was like, okay, I didn't even watch that yet. I was like, you know what? I'm not watching that. Just whisper in my ear about it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> um, but it sounds exactly like I was hoping, and it's in. It might not have been what I predicted score wise, but I think I was. And uh, I, were, I said like at the right time. There. I said at the time that. Uh, I felt like the critics were going to be too harsh on the game. I'm glad that they weren't. I'm glad that it was, yeah. in all seriousness, I'm glad it was more towards what you predicted than what I predicted. Because then I would have been, I would have been v- tight. 
the 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 reviews were way more level headed than I thought they would be. It's just that the reactions to those reviews yeah. are way more incredibly like asinine than I thought they would be. Like I there, I don't think that it would be an eighty eight and people would have videos saying the game is being reviewed worse than worse. What are you talking about? Get a grip, guys. Why is everybody like a country auctioneer? <laughs> you doing nope, it's not a country auctioneer. It is a like a gold of gold uh, brush nineteen uh, twenties. <laughs> pandering for gold oh, oh my god well how do you feel but about look, them yeah i i think that again this kind of ties it back to the saints row the piling on of the community once they've gone one direction that's the direction that everybody's going to go towards in terms of like uh, creating the content that people are going to get the clicks on i think that the same thing with this i i think that people were fully expecting this to get reviewed harshly yeah and they had to almost kind of rearrange the, the way that they were talking about the game but still kind of be like that's shock right. value i can't believe that this is getting because that, that's exactly how a lot of these videos felt it's like did you record this before the reviews <laughs> came out because it feels yeah. like you were expecting something else a, a lot of the reviews that i read you know Praise the game for its upgrades. You know, uh, so I did see some that said something about the AI, them not noticing too much of a difference there. But ultimately, for me, um, the argument of this game being remade nine years later and it's being too early, maybe, maybe not, but it's here. So mm -hmm. let's judge the game for what it is. Let's not judge the game in terms of what their planning was in terms when it came to remaking the game. That's a stupid kind of a take. Also, I'm not a fan of people talking about money about when it comes to these games. Like $70 to Marco may be different to me, you know, in terms of value. Like you can't really talk about games in that way where it's like the value of the game is $70 because it is good. Yeah. You, uh, the price to entry is $70 for now. That That's just it. Good or bad, $60, $70 is a price to entry. So kind of digging, making that part of your of review always has, anytime they do that, rubs me the wrong way because I just don't feel that that, that matters honestly. Is the game should the game be cheaper? I, I wish games were cheaper. Should it be cheap, cheaper? Maybe, but here, the point is it's not. Um, ultimately at the end of the day, based on a lot of reviews, it's like if you are a huge fan of this you're going to love it. If you've never played it, you're going to love it. And if you're a fan of it, the game and you just played it last year, maybe don't buy it. I think all that shit is fair. Um, I, I think from from what I saw before reviews, I, I, I they like to me personally, and I'm not a guy that 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 is huge on graphical fidelity as as much as others. But I I I, I really before we start recording, I bought it, ready to go, download it. Uh, I'll play. I, I'll be out of town, so I'm gonna play a little bit at midnight. Mm -hmm. Try to get through it as much as I possibly can. Uh, and I'm I'm super excited for that. It looks good. It looks great. I I think that I think that this it definitely looks like a remake rather than than, than people wanted it or wishing that it was more of a remaster and then that way they can shit on it i guess but yeah, yeah I, I it looks great yeah. yeah the last thing i'll say is um the whole argument of it looks the same like y'all can y'all can put that to rest i mean digital foundry put up please. a 50 minute video saying Nuh uh <laughs> it looks it you know yeah. from what everybody said it is pretty jaw-dropping and i'm so glad to hear that um i don't get this giddy over you know new releases too often but i cannot wait to play this game um and i'm so glad that my my plate is clear uh so i can just no life this hoe 
uh, and and report back next uh, episode to tell you all about it. So yeah, truthfully, truthfully, this game is 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 it's. I've beat this game like three, four times. It, oh, it's yeah. very palatable. I'm at about like, six really or seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delve into it and just be like, oh, finish it. So I'm excited myself. I hope that I can finish it before the next uh, episode. Um, it's not that. It's not that much of a time commitment. I think it's like game. a. It's like a 15, 16 hour game. So it's it, it's probably about yeah, a week's I worth. Think, yeah, I played a couple years ago. Like before two came out, and it, I think I actually was able to clock it at thirteen and a half hours, something like mm. that. So yeah, yeah, it's just going to be tough when you're playing a game that's so superior, like Saints Row. Um, it's going to be hard for you yeah, to choose. I mean, Saints Row <laughs> is, is going to take a. <laughs> the guns are backwards, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, why don't I tag in with the next story, Pablo? This one's Go a juicy one, uh, according to the internet, and we're going to talk about it and see if it's just as juicy here. Um, the UK Competition and Markets Authority, CMA for short, has referred Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal to an in-depth probe to gauge the potential impact of the acquisition. Quote, following our phase one investigation, we are concerned that Microsoft could use its control over popular games like Call of Duty and World of Warcraft post-merger to harm rivals including recent and future rivals in a multi-game subscription services and cloud gaming, end quote, said Sorcha O'Carroll, senior director for mergers at CMA. In response to this development, Phil Spencer published a letter that reaffirmed that Activision Blizzard titles would not be shut out from rival platforms. But he also went on to confirm that Call of Duty, Diablo, and Overwatch will all be on Game Pass. So, Pablo, that's a lot. It's a mouthful. Where do you stand on this, and uh, how do you feel? The same place I've been standing on it since this all shit started. There's news outlets and, and content creators, and I hate to, to, to go on and on and on about my distaste for some of them, that, that have taken this to, to – that, that have no reason – they have no kind of – mindset they don't know how these things work and, and reported on this as some sort of like bombshell news this was reported back in july that they were going to investigate and this is kind of their findings uh like sorcia or carol and, and the whole kind of committee they they don't pre- they, they they've never said they were experts on gaming this is just things that they've perceived based on specific things you know so it, it's 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 more of a them asking xbox as to what exactly this this how are you gonna you know how are you gonna take care of this this and this rather than them actually saying we know about games and we feel like call of duty and world of warcraft are going to harm like that's not what they're saying but it they've taken it or the internet has taken it to say that like like for example warcraft's not even on consoles like i I don't know (laughs) what they're talking about Uh, when you read the actual report they don't seem to understand what cloud gaming is. They think that you need an Xbox to cloud game. So they they, they don't specifically understand that aspect of it. Um, and, and, and the entire kind of uh, logic behind all of this makes little to no sense. I mean, in order for this to even be viable, PlayStation and Sony would have to admit that Call of Duty 
is the only reason why they exist in terms of financial gain. So based on that alone, which is not true, the logic here just doesn't doesn't really ring true. Uh, because at that point, you know, you would look at at, at what the argument is that a unique game, a game that is kind of the the the, the thing that drives a genre. The th- the problem is that Xbox isn't going to own the first person shooting genre, just like you know. Sony doesn't own the the JRPG, but they have games like uh, Final Fantasy as exclusive to their titles uh, to their uh, consoles. This is all a big nothing uh, uh, to me. Um, I think I think overall here, these are just kind of Sony talking points. I, I think that UK the Competition Markets uh, Commission they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're doing their due diligence. I just thought it was weird that they tweeted all this shit on their personal Twitter page, uh, but this isn't. This isn't outside of the realm of like craziness. This is for Duke. This is like due process. This is what you're supposed to do when a company is about to, um, you know, purchase another company for $60 billion. I think the other side of it too is a lot of Xbox guys are like, Try to downplay this completely. I don't think this is completely like not a thing. It, it, it's news for sure. But I think that ultimately at the end of the day, for me, this is just another part of the entire uh, process of acquiring a huge company like uh, like Activision. Yeah. What do you think? Um, before I answer, let me, let me ask you one quick question. Um, yeah. If you had to give me a percentage of likelihood that this deal is going to go through as planned, what would that percentage be? 99%. You going up to 99 it just it look when you look at when you look at what exactly they're saying it there's nothing there for them to actually stop this from happening there's just nothing there i i like one of the examples that people bring up is well when nvidia tried to merge with arm and that same committee stopped them or put these these stipulations forth that broke the deal but that would have made NVIDIA a monopoly over the superconductor portion of the... Th- those those pieces of hardware were on in everything. So that would have to equal that Xbox owns the genre rather than a game in the genre. And that's just not the case. Regardless of how it's presented, regardless of Call of Duty is, 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 is purported to be like this incredible experience that cannot be duplicated, th- at the end of the day... That's just not the same thing. Okay. It, it, this the deal is going to go through regardless, and I don't think and I, and I think that Phil is saying the truth. I think that Call of Duty and and even some other games like Diablo are going to be multi platform. I, I just think that it benefits them to do that because of the multiplayer aspect mm-hmm. of it. So yeah, I'm at ninety nine percent. I don't okay. think there's anything here that's going to stop Microsoft from um from acquiring Activision Blizzard. Okay, yeah, I I'm. I think I'm probably at like 90%. So I'm pretty much with you. I think I'm just leaving a little bit. Now, I I, want to make sure I'm kind of breaking my thoughts down like the best way I can, because I don't want to come off like I think this is like, this is, you know, it can fall apart any second. Because I don't really think that. I, I do think that because of how the video game landscape has changed and evolved so much and how unprecedented a deal of this magnitude is, 
uh, when you think about the billions and you think about the brand equity associated, I do think that it's probably going to get a little bit more scrutiny than most things do um, as part of this process. But I am in no way, shape or form an expert on this subject at all. And I do agree with you that I think a lot of people are trying to p- pretend they've, they've worn that hat forever when they talk about this kind of thing. And I don't want to do that at all. Um what I will, and you can tell that they have no idea what they're talking sure, about. Sure, of course, yeah. Now, what I will say, and I'm going to kind of start backwards here. I think the deal is 90% going to happen. I think that it's true that Phil Spencer is going to keep the, those games on every platform. And I do think that, as he said, Call of Duty, Diablo, and Overwatch will be on Game Pass now. I don't know why I shouted out Overwatch. Like, that free-to-play game is going to be on Game Pass. Thanks, Phil. Uh <laughs> It's like, what are we doing? But, but I think he meant the first game, but I hope that I hope well, they the, do like the right the first game is gone after the, this like, comes out. Remember, exactly, exactly. So that it, it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's like the right deal with like it's like, oh, you get all the characters through Game Pass. That would be, great, yeah, unless actually. they have some kind of special perk of like every month they'll give you something free, you know, a free skin or something on Game Pass. You know, if you have Game Pass, that that's cool, but the Battle Pass, uh, relax, man. Okay, but. <laughs> I think I think the thing is is the one thing that could again I'm I'm really just saying a sliver of a chance could sure, screw sure. this up is the way that Phil Spencer has been neo bending and and dodging them bullets when it comes to referencing Bethesda at all that that official statement that he penned um, makes no mention of that at all, because that is the one loophole in his entire messaging throughout that whole thing about, you know, no device should, you know, all devices, and everybody should this, and everybody should that. But, you know, you'll see a lot of people saying, yeah, but bro, soon as y'all picked up Bethesda, Starfield went from being developed for both consoles to being developed for just one. So, it clearly, it his... His mantra is it, it's not consistent across everything. And not to say that I, again, I don't think that's going to be enough to derail this deal, but he still has to be careful not to put his foot in his mouth and make the process harder than it has to be by avoiding that kind of thing and not mentioning it. He went all the way back to Mojang in 2014. Well, that's 2014, dude. You've picked up a lot of other studios and, and publishers since then, and everything's been exclusive pretty much for the most part. So you can't play around like that too much. It's not Again, it's not going to probably compromise the deal, but it is going to make you look a little silly by just kind of, well, we're not going to talk about Starfield and Redfall not coming well, I, out. It's it to I me it's a little only, silly. The only loophole there is that all those other like Mojang with Minecraft and all that are existing IPs and Starfield being the new IP that maybe he has a little more leeway saying, hey, everything that already exists is going to come out and everything consistently b- because Starfield is new, that it's ours. That's the, I don't, I agree. I agree with you though. I think it's, it's, but, it's funny that he's not mentioning and sorry that. To interject, However, but, but remember he said, um, Bethesda games will be wherever Game Pass is. But here's the thing though. I, I think that, I think that, that, that's, I think that he wasn't counting on Sony releasing PC games on PC because that was his out was like, it's also on PC. Like, it's not exclusive to, it's also on PC. It's also on PC. That's, <laughs> that's how Phil talks. Uh, okay. That's how he said it. But I, I think now it's a little bit more, you're right. It is a little bit more 
diff- it's different now because Sony's like, we're also releasing it on PC. It's still exclusive to the console. Like now Sony can say that. So um yeah, I, I agree. I-, I think that that's he's definitely picking and choosing there as to what benefits the conversation in terms of getting this deal done. Right, right. Um but I, I honestly, at the end of the day, I just don't think there's anything there that the UK uh, Competition and Markets uh, commis- uh, Commission has. They, they don't have anything there. And, and a lot of it, it's weird because I hate to be this guy, but a lot of it is when you read that when you read that report, it just reads like Sony talking points, exactly what they share with Brazil. It, 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 it's, it's just like, hey, yeah, if you don't know anything about how video games work, that makes sense to you. But when you mm-hmm. are in it and you know exactly... They look. I, I'm baffled by how clueless they are on <laughs> on cloud gaming. Like they have no idea how that works. But I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. What it is at that point. I, I do think that a lot of this stuff is just nonsense and and non-starters. Um, I think that this will become news and become big is when when it when a lot of the other commissions start kind of pushing back. You know, and nobody's done that. Only UK has, and they're infamous for this by the way mm-hmm. you know this is a thing that they do and they kind of pride themselves in doing this so much so that they release this entire thing on twitter like on a thread which is weird a commissions a uk commission is just writing it up on twitter like bleep, 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 bleep. Mm-hmm. let's talk about bleep, this. Bleep, bleep. It, it, it was weird <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly I, I think i think the acquisition is fine i, I think that they're playing the the game and, and i think because of the of the uh, landscape of the internet now uh phil is forced to be out there releasing blog posts and reassuring the people but really reassuring the uk Com- competition and markets commission about his intent to release everything on everything I, I will say I, the, the funniest thing is like the the quote from from cma about like hey we're concerned about putting their they're putting their titles on multi-game subscription services and then phil spencer's letter said we're putting our those games on, on our subscription yeah, service because he, because, he, so he knows, because he knows it's like you, you guys don't know what you're talking about shut he the hell said, up we're still doing he this. said uh, yes <laughs> yes i agree oh that is God. concerning isn't it um <laughs> but I, this this uh this will be fine and, and look if this doesn't go through. I don't understand how that hurts me. I got all my systems. You know what I mean? I don't understand how this hurts anybody. I mean, hey, but I, I would love Microsoft. to save money on these games if they're going to be on Game Pass. For sure. It saves me yeah. money. Cool with me. And, and if, if they're not, then fine. I'm still going to play these games. It, it just it, It's just weird that people have, have concerned themselves with the act of the multi-billion dollar corporations in terms of what they can and cannot get like it doesn't affect you really no you know but it is what it is the last bit of information that we got here uh, the last bit of news and we're and this uh, is something i'd want to hear phil spencer talk about (laughs) yeah we'll wrap this about we'll wrap this up because weirdly enough to your point Phil Spencer hasn't really talked about this. Nobody has. Is, you know. Matt Booty, yeah. Matt Butthole, Matt Buttcrack, and none of none of none of the Matts wait, have Matt talked. Wait, wait, Matt Booty don't got nothing to do with this. He's <laughs> he's in the he's in the activism side of things now. <laughs> Look, in a new thirty minute developer update, three four three has revealed their plans for Halo Infinite, and it's not looking good. Three four three has decided to cancel. Hmm? Local split screen co op, which has angered many fans because 343 specifically promised to include this feature in Halo Infinite in 2019 after omitting it from Halo 5 Guardians. But 
The bad news doesn't stop there. We got more to come here. They also announced that Forge, Campaign Co-op, and Replays have been delayed to November. And also, this one is wild. Season 3 of the multiplayer has been delayed to March 2023. (laughs) Are you insane? How bad does this look? And is Hail Infinite redeemable redeemable anymore? Marco, go ahead and and talk to him. This is... I got to collect myself. This is atrocious. This... I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say they've got to abandon Halo Infinite within the next, maybe, by the end of 2024, they got to bail. This, this, they got to start fresh. This is enough is enough. They have done so much to basically tear this franchise down, and, and this, this, this is Halo. It is, it is in the DNA of Xbox, and it is an absolute disaster from top to bottom show every single time these developers come forward and talk about the game it is almost never good news one thing i forgot to uh, mention on here is that they um they 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 did mention that match xp is coming but it's in beta (laughs) how do you have match xp in beta undertaker how how do you do that undertaker I don't. Look, I don't. I don't get what it. What they've done here is basically put all their chips on the table for March 2023. They what? are for me. I I personally think Halo Infinite is not redeemable. No, I don't. Either. Um, but then again, I would thought the same thing about No Man's Sky or even Cyberpunk to a certain extent, and they they managed to prove us wrong uh. a little bit. So I'm willing to keep it a slight open mind that they can come back from this. But it has to be done in March 2023. That season three has to not only be like better than season one and two combined, it has to restructure and help us rethink the way we feel about Halo Infinite. It has to be, it has to drop with that battle royale shit they've been talking about. It has to drop with refined uh, you know, multiplayer uh, XP, the way that you go about collecting all the armor. It has to redo, redesign, and recapture us in terms of uh, uh, how we feel about the Halo franchise. Uh. Because they've basically now have put, like I said, they've put everything on, on 2023 in March. And if they don't deliver... And if they just happen to deliver just the next season of Halo Infinite with slight upgrades, some fucking goofy ass armor that which has been this whole time just goofy ass fucking armor, and, and they're not able to, to to really recapture the magic of Halo in March, I I don't even think that they. I don't even think they Halo survives this because what's next? I mean, a couple of years down the road, another you know pretty decent uh, single player uh, campaign, and then. Eyes, all eyes on the next multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be screw, scrutinized to hell. So they they have to do a lot in a way of kind of bringing Halo back from the dead. Because for all intents, Halo is six feet underground right now, and it got it got Master Chief's hand is out on the dirt right now, and it it, 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 it we're about to bury him. <laughs> Why it's do you think I said Undertaker, man? man? He, he it, it, it's it's buried. It, this this franchise is it, to your point. It's like buried alive. It's like. Yeah. It, this Halo has so much life left in it, but it, it is with the absolute worst possible people 
um, that that I, are that I, I are important. And I get they're they're trying to get the right people in charge and get you know Joseph Staten kind of calling the shots now. But you know there there is just so many things fundamentally irredeemable about the image of that game that even if they do manage to get some of this stuff done and up and running it's not this is this is not gonna last 10 years like they were talking about this this 10 year plan no way fuck no way you, this ain't gonna last 10 mi- months hell i gotta check my xbox this might not last 10 minutes uh-uh. did they shut down the servers uh-uh. like it Dang. they just need to get out from under this start fresh and they they need to soft reboot the soft reboot of 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 Halo and, yeah, and just yeah. get a, a better base foundation down with better leadership. Like there was a report, uh, I, I heard this from another podcast that they you know the team was so misguided they were working on crafting systems for Halo. Like they wasted so much time and effort on things that are so definitively not Halo at all that it, it's no surprise that they got caught with their pants down. Um, on multiple occasions with this game, and and I've tore into this 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 situation plenty of times in in, in previous episodes, so I'm not going to go back into that bag again. But I just think it's time for wholesale changes to happen. Yeah. And you know, I joked about it earlier, but it's time for somebody higher up on the food chain to start addressing this. We're talking about Halo. Yes, I understand you can get Activision Blizzard. You start getting in that those games into the ecosystem. Not as much attention on Halo for a while. But it's still Halo. You got to show me that you care about this. You got to talk. Dude, they talk. I mean, Phil Spencer talked nonstop pre-release about Halo. You know, he was always commenting on on Halo development and and how that was coming along. And then Halo Infinite drops and, you know, it kind of uh, bamboozled us for a little bit, you know, kept us a little entertained. And then all of a sudden we realized how empty and and how fragile the entire ecosystem was. And nobody's talked about it. I feel bad for, um, uh, what's the guy, Stanton was his name? Joseph Stanton. Joseph Stanton. uh, Yeah, I feel bad for him because he came in late. Uh, a lot of people talked to him, uh, talked about him as the savior of the friend, which is crazy because te- possibly this guy saved the game for not being completely shit. It's just a little bit of shit. He saved it for not being completely shit. So I, I that's where my kind of open mindness comes a little bit, giving him a little bit more time to kind of basically. He's the Phil Spencer to 343 as to what Phil Spencer was to Xbox after uh, Dan Matrick. So, like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt in that he'll make the best decisions going forward for the franchise. But I think when you have to make those decisions, I think that there's going to be some hard cuts that have to happen and these are it right here so maybe i hope that this is halo at its worst just so so it could be its best as best as best next year but you know we can only talk about what we know and what we know right now is that this game is in a complete utter uh down spiral and it's not looking good folks not looking good (laughs) (laughs) i i think that bonnie ross has got to go she's got to go um a podcast that I was listening to had talked about how, you know, it's probably a bad look to terminate a, a female lead and, and optics wise, it wouldn't yeah. be a good a good thing. But I think that this has been historically bad um, and it's been a, a reoccurring theme for 343 forever. And, I, you know, you, well, one minute you got the game sucking. Next minute, Master Chief is dropping his panties in the, in the TV show. And it's like, who is greenlighting? Oh, oh, Bonnie's doing all that. 
Bon Bon, you got to go. You got to go. Like, because at some point, there's a common denominator in all this. And it, I'm sure that it's not the lead designer. I'm sure that it's not some, you know, department manager. It's, it starts from the top. And I think that it's very clear that the history of Halo has been really sullied by her leadership or lack thereof. So I think that's, yeah. to me, the first domino that has to fall. But I don't know if Microsoft's going to want to do that because I know they like her. But it might be time to, if not fire her, move her to a different leadership role. I was going to say, like, like she, she's, she's shown to, to, to be competent in that... Um in dealings, right? Like, you know, she's not like, she just doesn't understand. I don't think she understands what makes Halo good. So maybe not fire her, but I don't understand why more people just don't switch. Hey, we're going to go ahead and, and you know what? Fuck that. I would say, give the franchise to somebody else. Give it to Period. Joseph Staten. It's a whole different studio. Yeah. A whole different studio. Yeah. Maybe Bonnie has an idea or, or, or something up his sleeve for an, an, uh, for a new IP or whatever, but take him away. Take it away. Just take it away. Just at this point, Something drastic has to happen. Whether Bonnie goes bye bye, or or the game is is completely shut down and 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 comes out a few years later, back from the dead, or or a new entry, uh, or or maybe Halo time is over. Maybe 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 it's not that they don't know what they're doing. Maybe it's that Halo is done. I don't know. There's a lot to be. There's a lot to a lot on the table. I th- I think, and I agree with Marco on that. I think there's a lot good to come from this, uh, but. You know, we're not seeing it, and mm-hmm. that's concerning for us, for sure. Yeah. You got anything else? Anything else you want to talk about, bring up? No, man. I think I'm all good. I'm all good. So uh, I think that's going to do it on my side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's show. Until next time, be sure to give our podcast a sub if you enjoyed this. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's Cool Down Time. So that will always be in your FOV. Thanks for listening. And we're going to be back next week talking some Last of Us Part 1. That's going to be fun. Oh, no doubt. Week.